and what's going on guys alex here and today i'm going to talk to you about the biology of psychology of stress understanding and managing the impact and before we start talking about stress and the different tactics on managing the impact the first of all we need to do is to understand what stress really is so the stress can be defined as a psychological and physiological response to a perceived threat or challenge. And this is pretty natural and normal response to situations that demand our attention and energy. The stress uh, eventually can come from a variety of sources such as work, relationships, financial difficulties or major life challenges. But the thing is that while some stress can be helpful in motivating us to take action and perform better, chronic stress can have pretty negative impact on our mental and physical health. And chronic stress can lead to range of mental health problems, including anxiety, including de depression, and can exacerbate existing mental health conditions. It can also can have a pretty negative impact on physical health as well, increasing the risk of heart diseases, obesity, and other chronic health conditions. In addition, chronic stress can affect our immune system, making us more susceptible to illness and diseases at all. And it's pretty important to recognize the signs of stress and to take steps into managing it in a healthy way. And that actually brings us to the coping mechanisms. And coping mechanisms for stress are important because they help individuals manage their stress in a healthy and productive way. And when we are experiencing stress, our body's natural response is to activate the fight or flight response, which can be pretty helpful in certain situations and can be pretty useless in others. But however, Chronic stress can lead to negative impacts on our mental and physical health, the same as I have said before. Effective coping mechanisms for stress can um, help you can, and other individuals to reduce its negative effects of stress on their mind and body, so essentially on your psychology and physiology. And coping mechanisms can help individuals feel more control of their situation and can help them feel better equipped to handle the challenges they face. Coping mechanisms, of course, can also improve mental health by reducing feelings of anxiety and depression and can improve physical health by reducing the risks of chronic illnesses. And of course, it's important to note that not only coping mechanisms are healthy and effective, for example, turning to alcohol or drugs may provide temporary relief from stress, but it can ultimately lead to negative impact on physical and mental health as well. It's important to seek out and practice healthy coping mechanisms that would work for each and every individual. And this can include exercise, meditation, spending time with the loved ones, seeking support from a mental health professionals, and so on. Some of the subjects will be talked about a little bit later. But by practicing healthy coping mechanisms, individuals can better manage stress and improve their overall well-being. And by talking about stress, first of all, what we need to do is to understand the biology of stress. The biology of stress involves a complex interaction between the brain and the body. When we experience stress, as I said before, our body's natural fight-or-flight response is triggered, which prepares us to respond to the stressful situation. And this response is controlled by a part of the brain called hypothalamus, which activates the sympathetic nervous system and triggers the release of stress hormones such as adrenaline and cortisol. Adrenaline and cortisol at the same time help prepare the body for a physical response to stress, increasing heart rate, blood pressure, increasing blood sugar levels to provide the body with energy, and this response is meant to be short-term and is designed to help us to respond to acute stressors. 
However, if we're talking about chronic stress, or when the stress becomes chronic, the body can become overexposed to stress hormones, which can have negative impacts on physical and mental health. Chronic exposure to cortisol, for example, has been linked to an increased risk of heart diseases, diabetes, and other chronic health conditions. And as it was not enough, in addition to the physical response to stress, stress can also have psychological impact. Chronic stress can lead to changes in brain structure and function, particularly in the area related to memory, learning, and emotional regulation. And understanding the biology of stress can help you recognize the physical and psychological impact of stress on your body and can inform the development of effective coping mechanisms for stress. By practicing these healthy coping mechanisms, you can actually reduce the negative impact of stress on your mind and body and improve the overall well-being, and if we're talking about students, that's very, very important. And talking about the impact of chronic stress. Chronic stress is stress that persists for over a prolonged period of time and can have a negative impact on both mental and physical health. Chronic stress can come from a variety of sources such as work relationships, financial difficulties, or major life changes, as I said before, but the main thing is that the impact of chronic stress on mental health can be significant, leading to an increased risk of anxiety, depression, and other mood disorders. And chronic stress can also impact cognitive functions, affecting memory, attention, decision-making abilities. And in addition to the psychological impacts, chronic stress can also have negative effects on physical health as well. Chronic stress can lead to an increased risk of heart disease, high blood pressure, obesity, chronic health conditions. Chronic stress can also affect the, your immunity system, making you feel more susceptible to illness and diseases. And if it was not enough, once again, chronic stress can also have negative impacts on behavior, leading you to unhealthy coping mechanisms, such as overeating, substance abuse, social isolation, and these behaviors can further escalate to negative impact of stress on mental and physical health. So that's important, pretty important, to recognize the signs of chronic stress and to take steps to manage it in a healthy way. And this includes different techniques, which we will talk a little bit later. The techniques include such obvious as exercise, meditation, or seeking support from a mental health professional. So, the, by managing chronic stress in a healthy way, individuals can help reduce the negative impact on your body and improve your overall well-being. And right now, going right to the coping mechanisms for stress. And number one will be the most obvious thing of them all, and that will be mindfulness and meditation. Mindfulness and meditation are two coping mechanisms for stress that involve bringing awareness to the present moment and focusing on the breath or other sensations. These practices have been shown to be pretty effective in reducing stress and uh, improving overall well-being. And of course, mindfulness also involves paying attention to the present moment without judgment or distraction. And this can involve focusing on your breath, focusing on your body sensations, on your external stimuli. And the goal of the mindfulness is to bring attention to the present moment and cultivate a sense of calm and acceptance. Meditation, on the other hand, in involves some more formal practices of mindfulness. These can be uh, just a simple thing as uh, sitting in a quiet space or focusing on your breath or other sensations. And of course meditation can be guided or self-directed and can be practiced for a few minutes or longer periods of time. Both mindfulness and meditation have been shown to be pretty effective in reducing stress and improving mental health. Studies at the same time have shown that regular practice of mindfulness and uh, or meditation can lead to reduced symptoms of anxiety and depression, 
improved cognitive functions and improved overall well-being. So practicing mindfulness and meditation as coping mechanisms for stress can really help you reduce the negative impact of stress on your mind and body. And these practices can uh, also help you to feel more in control of your thoughts, in control of your emotions, and can help you develop more positive outlook on life. By practicing these things as mindfulness and meditation regularly, you can really improve your overall well-being and resilience to stress. And what's more important, both of these practices are very, very cheap with no entry cost at all, because all you need to do is to sit down and to be mindful about what's going on around you. And if you don't feel like it, there are a lot of free courses of guided meditation, both on Audible and YouTube and lots of other sources. And the next thing which we will be talking about, and that's exercise and physical activity. Physical activity is a coping mechanism for stress that involves engaging in irregular physical exercise to help manage stress and improve overall well-being. Regular physical activity has been shown to have many positive benefits on both mental and physical health, including reducing symptoms of stress, anxiety and depression. And when we engage in physical activity, our body releases endorphins, which are natural chemicals that help you improve mood and reduce pain. And this can help reduce the negative impact of stress on our mind and body and improve our overall well-being. And in addition to these direct efforts on mood, physical activity can also help you improve the physical health, which can further reduce the negative impacts of stress. And regular physical activity has been shown to reduce the risk of chronic health conditions such as heart diseases, diabetes and obesity, and which can be exacerbated by chronic stress. Engaging in physical activity as a coping mechanism for stress can take many different forms, including walking, running, cycling, swimming, participating in team sports, and lots of different type of things. The most important thing is to find an activity that you really enjoy and that you can sustain over time, because all of us would like to run uh, and have marathons in the mornings, but uh, in most cases, the most of us will simply hate that. So, by incorporating regular physical activity into your routine as a coping mechanism for stress, you can improve your overall well-being, reduce negative impacts of stress on your mind and body. The next thing, nonetheless important, that's social support and connection. By social support and connection, we are coping for, with stress that involves seeking help and uh, support from others and maintaining positive relationships with friends, family and our community. Having a strong social support network has been shown to be an important factor in managing stress and improving mental health. When we have people in our lives who we can talk to and rely on, we are better able to manage the negative impact of stress and cope with difficult situations. Social support and connection can take lots of different forms, including such as emotional support, practical support, informative support, and social activities. So talking about emotional support, that would be seeking out friends or family members who are good listeners and who can offer comfort and empathy during difficult times. Talking about practical support, that would be seeking out for help with practical tasks such as childcare, transportation or household chores. Talking about informative support, it would be seeking out information or advice from others who have gone through similar experiences, and last but not least, social activities that would be participating in group activities or events that promote social connections and positive relationships. So essentially, maintaining positive social connections, you can also help to reduce feelings of loneliness and isolation, which can be a major source of stress for lots of people.
and overall social support and connections are important coping mechanisms for stress and uh, it can help you to go through difficult situations and improve your overall well-being and by seeking out support and maintaining positive relationship with others individuals can improve their resilience to stress and build a stronger foundation for their mental and physical health next thing would be relaxation techniques and the relaxation techniques are not only a good coping mechanism for stress that involves intentionally inducting a state of relaxation in the mind and body but also it's a very good thing to practice from time to time relaxation techniques can help you to reduce the negative impact of stress on your mind and body by promoting feelings of calm and relaxation there are lots of different types of relaxation techniques including deep breathing progressive muscle relaxation visualization yoga and tai chi biofeedback using technology and lots of lots of more so let's dive deep a little bit to the relaxation techniques and that would be the deep breathing you will be taking slow and deep breaths from the diaphragm which is muscle below your lungs that can help you to reduce tension in the body and promote feeling of calm progressive muscle relaxation that would be tensing of relaxation different muscle groups in the body uh, which can help you to reduce physical tension and promote relaxation as well talking about visualization that would be imagining peaceful fancies and experiences uh, and that can pretty much help you to promote feelings of relaxation at home and if we're talking about 21st century right now we have such good thing as vr and if you are a proud owner of a vr helmet there are lots of apps for visualization there are lots of apps for meditation and uh, the most of them are really good if you really need to relax yourself for a little bit and last but not least by your feedback that would be using technology to monitor and control physical responses such as heart rate blood pressure muscle tension and uh, lots of others and this can help you to promote relaxation and reduce stress as well but still talking about relaxation techniques relaxation techniques can be practiced either alone or with the guidance of a trained professional by incorporating relaxation techniques into your routine such as coping mechanism for stress same as before you can it can help you to reduce the negative impact of stress on your mind and body and improve your overall well-being and last but not least we'll be talking about the role of cognitive strategies in coping with stress so cognitive strategies are coping mechanisms for stress that involve changing the way we think about and interpret stressful situations so these are strategies that can help you reduce the negative impact of stress by promoting a more positive and adaptive mindset so some common cognitive strategies for coping with stress will be like reframing positive self-talk problem solving and acceptance and mindfulness so let's begin with the reframing so reframing will be changing the way we think about uh, the situation by focusing on the positive aspects or finding a new perspective if we are talking about positive self-talk uh, we'll be using positive and encouraging language to promote more optimistic outlook if we're talking about problem solving so that will be identifying and addressing the root cause of the stressor through practical problem solving techniques and acceptance of course that will be acknowledging and accepting the situation as it is rather than trying to point it or resist it and the mindfulness the same as we have understood before that's practicing non-judgmental awareness of thoughts feelings and sensations in the present moment so eventually cognitive strategies can be particularly helpful for individuals who tend to experience negative thoughts or worry in response to stressors 
So by changing the way we think about stressful situations, we can reduce the negative impact of stress on our mind and body and improve our overall well-being. So it's important to note, of course, that cognitive strategies are not a one-size-all-fits approach and uh, that works. The thing, what works for one person may not be working for another. It can be helpful to experiment with the different cognitive strategies to find uh, what works uh, best for you. And additionally, working with a mental health professional can really help you to identify and develop effective cognitive coping strategies for managing stress. So eventually, let's talk a little bit deeper about these strategies. First of all, will be cognitive reframing and positive thinking. For talking about cognitive reframing and positive thinking, uh, these are cognitive strategies, as I said before, that can be used to cope with stress by changing the way you think about situations. So, cognitive reframing involves changing the way we perceive and interpret a stressful situation by focusing on a positive aspect or finding a new perspective. These can involve reframing techniques, reframing negative thoughts, reframing into more positive areas, such as viewing a challenge as an opportunity for growth or learning. Positive thinking, otherwise, uh, it uh, involves intentionally focusing on positive thoughts and emotions even in the face of stress or adversity. This can involve intentionally shifting our attention away from the negative thoughts and focusing instead on positive aspects of the situation, such as identifying opportunities for growth or focusing on strengths and resources. So both cognitive reframing and positive thinking can be effective coping mechanisms for stress as they help to reduce the negative impact of stress on our thoughts and emotions by intentionally shifting our focus towards positive thoughts and reframing our perceptions of stressful situations so we can reduce feelings of anxiety and overwhelm and promote a more positive outlook. Of course, it's important to note that cognitive reframing and positive thinking are not a substitute for addressing the underlying cause of stress or seeking professional help when needed. However, they can be really effective, that can be a really effective tool for managing the thoughts and emotions associated with stress and promoting overall well-being. The next thing we'll be talking about is developing a growth mindset. So developing a growth mindset is a cognitive strategy that can be used to cope with stress by changing the way we think about our abilities and potential for growth. A growth mindset involves the belief that our abilities and intelligence can be developed through dedication and hard work. This is in contrast to, to a fixed mindset, which involves the belief that our abilities and intelligence are innate and unchangeable. So, when faced with a stressful situation, individuals with a growth mindset are more likely to view this as an opportunity for growth and learning rather than as a threat to their abilities and self-worth. This can be really helpful in reducing feelings of anxiety and overwhelm to promote a more positive outlook. So, developing a growth mindset involves intentionally cultivating a belief in our ability to learn and grow and uh, recognizing that failure and setbacks are opportunities for growth and learning rather than indicators of inadequacy. This can be done through intentional self-talk and reframing negative thoughts as well as seeking out challenges and opportunities for growth. By developing a growth mindset, we can really improve our ability to cope with stress and adversity as well as promote personal and professional growth and development. And the next topic we'll be talking about that will be addressing stress in the workplace. Because addressing stress in the workplace is very important for promoting employee well-being and productivity. 
workplace stress can really arise from uh, a variety of factors including high workloads, long hours, job insecurity and uh, interpersonal conflict. So to address stress in the workplace, employers can take several steps including creating a supportive work environment, providing resources and support, reducing workload and increasing autonomy, encouraging breaks and relaxation, addressing interpersonal conflict and of course recognizing and addressing burnout. And by addressing stress in the workplace, employers can promote employee well-being and productivity as well as reduce absenteeism, turnover and healthcare costs. Additionally, addressing workplace stress can really help to create more positive and supportive work environment, which can improve overall employee satisfaction and retention. So talking about strategies for managing work-related stress, here we go. The thing first is prioritize self-care, because prioritizing self-care is an important strategy for managing work-related stress. That includes getting enough sleep, eating a healthy diet, engaging in regular physical activity and taking breaks throughout the workday. The next recommended thing is practice mindfulness, and the mindfulness involves paying attention to the present moment in a non-judgmental way. So mindfulness can be practiced through techniques such as deep breathing, meditation or yoga. So practicing mindfulness can help individuals to reduce stress and improve focus and concentration. Next thing will be set boundaries, because setting boundaries is an important strategy for managing work-related stress, and this actually includes setting limits on the amount of time and energy spent on work, as well as learning to say no to tasks or responsibilities that are not necessary or that would add to an already full workload. And the next thing, so apparently that will be manage workload, because managing workload is an important strategy for managing work-related stress. And this includes prioritizing talks, uh, breaking down larger tasks into smaller, more manageable tasks, and delegating tasks when possible. Next thing, that's seeking support, because seeking support from colleagues, friends or family members can be really helpful in managing work-related stress, and this can include venting about frustrations or difficulties, seeking advice or simply having someone to talk to. Next thing, practice positive thinking, because practicing positive thinking involves focusing on the positive aspects of the situation rather than dwelling on the negative. And this can really help uh, people to reduce stress and maintain a more positive outlook. And last but not least in this list, that's practice time management, because effective time management is an important strategy actually for managing work-related stress, and this includes setting realistic deadlines, prioritizing tasks, and avoiding procrastination. And by implementing these strategies, people can really effectively manage work-related stress and promote overall well-being in the workplace. And the next thing which we'll be talking about that's uh, building a supportive workplace culture, because uh, building a supportive workplace culture is an important aspect of promoting employee well-being and reducing stress in the workplace. And, for example, here will be some strategies for building a supportive workplace culture that will be promoting open communication, because encouraging open communication between employees and management, that's really important in, uh, first of all, reducing stress, and second thing is uh, building a supportive workplace culture. Next thing, encouraging work-life balance, because you need to promote work-life balance by encouraging employees to take breaks, to take vacation times, and prioritize their, their personal life. This can be done through flexible work arrangements such as remote work or flexible schedules. Next thing is recognizing and rewarding employees, because uh, recognize and reward employees for their hard work and contributions to the organization, that's very crucial both for employees and for organization, because this can be done and uh, 
This can be done through employee recognition programs, bonuses or promotions, and same as before, it's building a very good and supportive workplace culture. Next thing we that will be providing opportunities for professional growth. And providing opportunities for employees to learn and grow in their careers, of course, that's very crucial as well. And this can include training programs, mentorship and uh, or opportunities for career advancement. Next thing, foster a culture of respect and inclusivity. And foster a culture of respect and inclusivity by promoting diversity and inclusion. Addressing issues of uh, discrimination or harassment and creating a self and welcoming workplace for all employees. Next thing, providing resources and support. So eventually, providing resources and support for employees to address their stress and mental health issues is very important as well. And this can include employee assistance program, mental health services, or stress management trainings. And last but not least, of course, that will be leading by example. And lead by example by promoting these values and behaviors in the workplace. And that, of course, includes modeling open communication, work-life balance, and positive attitude. So by building a supportive workplace culture, employees, employees and employers can promote employee well-being, reduce stress and create a more positive and productive work environment. And this can lead to increased employee satisfaction and retention and as well as improved business outcomes. So in summarizing the episode, so there, here will be a recap of coping mechanisms for stress. That will be mindfulness and meditation, physical activity, social support and connections. Relaxation techniques, cognitive strategies, including cognitive reframing and positive thinking, of course. Developing a growth mindset, setting realistic expectations, managing work-related stress through self-care, boundary setting, workload management, seeking support, positive thinking, and effective time management. And, of course, building a supportive workplace culture through open communications, work-life balance, employee recognition, professional growth opportunities, diversity and inclusivity, resources and support, and leading by example. So these coping mechanisms can be effective in helping individuals manage stress and promote overall well-being, and it's important to find the coping mechanisms that work best for you and to practice them regularly. And of course, the thing which should be mentioned in the episode about stress and that's importance of self-care and seeking professional support when needed. Because self-care and seeking professional help are pretty important aspects of managing stress and maintaining overall well-being. And self-care involves taking care of oneself physically, mentally, and emotionally. And this can include getting enough sleep, eating well, engaging in physical activities, practicing relaxation techniques, and taking time for oneself to engage in activities that bring joy and fulfillment. So self-care can help individuals manage stress, prevent burnout, and promote overall health and well-being. However, self-care may not always be enough, and individuals may need to seek professional help when dealing with stress or mental health issues. And this can include seeking therapy, seeking uh, counseling or medical treatment. And seeking professional help can provide individuals with the support and guidance they need to manage stress and improve their mental health. And of course, it's important to recognize when the self-care is not enough and to seek professional help when needed. And there is no shame in seeking help and it's important to prioritize one's mental health and well-being. With the right support and resources, uh, people can effectively manage stress and improve their overall quality of life. And the next thing which I would like to address, and uh, these are six links to the further research on the subject, I will leave these links in the description of the podcast. And that will be the science of stress management by American Psychology Association, stress management, uh, how to reduce, prevent and cope with stress by howguy.org, managing stress, centers, 
for disease control and prevention, and proven ways to reduce stress by HealthAlign, Coping with Stress Harvard, Health Publishing and Stress Management Techniques by MindTools. And that's it for me. Thank you for being here during this episode. Stay safe, stay healthy, and see you next time.